I'm your host. Oh, wait. Am I on? Am I on? Joe? I can't hear anything. Are we Are we live? <laughs> We're live on Q Talk America. This is Nathan Out Loud, and I have a very special guest in the studio with me. Kathy Young, welcome. Well, hi. Hi. It's good to be here. Kathy Young of Thoughts from a Leslie Mom fame <laughs> on Twitter at Leslie Mom. There you go. And also from the Human Rights Campaign, Arizona Steering Committee. Still doing that yes, stuff? Yes. Yes, yeah? it's true. Yeah, I am the political co-chair, so I better sound like so I know what I'm talking deal. about. So you're a big deal. So kind of a big deal. <laughs> doing a lot of work for different candidates in Arizona that have been endorsed by the Human Rights Campaign. Is Kirsten the only one that's been endorsed at this point? Oh, no. Oh, no. No. we have Breaking en- news, everybody. <laughs> We've endorsed Ann Kirkpatrick. Uh, we've also endorsed uh, Ed Pastor, uh, Representative Grijalva, and in in the special election we endorsed Ron Barber. We right. have not made an endorsement in in the uh, November election yet in that, but okay. I expect one, and I also shortly. expect one shortly for uh, Dr. Carmona in the Senate okay. race. Very great. That's great. And the the Arizona primary is August. 12th, yes. Yes, it is August. Like that. August. <laughs> <laughs> it's nine. We week- will verify that information. It's nine weeks away. I'm counting wow. on the weeks, but I don't actually know the day. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's crazy. And you know, a lot of really exciting stuff going on politically in Arizona, as most people have heard at this point. Uh, the Supreme Court overturned three fourths of SB 1070, which is fantastic news. Although it's weird to hear the Republicans talk because you think that they one somehow. Yeah, I think Jim Brewer woke up, woke up today and and uh, and realized, oh, maybe some of the people I was listening to were were wrong because <laughs> you know I, I think I think somebody finally got through to her and was like, no, no, you you actually really lost. Yeah. It's, it's really bad for you. <laughs> so uh, good luck with that. But yeah, no, it's uh, you know eventually down the line, I think the whole thing will will. Go away and be yeah. and be overturned in in the long run, but for right now, I'll take the three quarters. Absolutely, and they didn't really say that that other the other aspect of it was constitutional, didn't they? Throw that back down to the lower court or something like that, so it still can be yeah, I, I believe kind of so. Litigated in a way, so right, yeah. There's more to come. There is more to come, so that's great news, and we're all kind of walking on pins and needles as the Supreme Court should. Release the ruling tomorrow morning on health care reform and the Affordable Care Act. It should really be interesting to see how that plays out. What are your what's your take on that? Um, you know, I'm 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 hopeful. Um, I mean, I I certainly like Obamacare. I know people don't like for me to call it that, but ultimately, someday down the road, you know, when when this does happen, I I really want it to be tied to President Obama and the work yep. that he did on getting healthcare reform done. And so, I like to call it. Obamacare, and, yeah. and I actually wish that they would embrace that yeah. a lot more. But I um, agree, you kind of have to take it back, kind of like what we've done with queer, right? Right. <laughs> you know, people use different terms and words against you, and I think if you reclaim them, you know, you kind of turn it against them. So uh, I agree with you on that. And you know, I think for our community, kind of the biggest news that has come out of Washington D.C. Um, as of late is the president's endorsement of marriage equality, and. Um, I know you recently wrote a blog post about marriage equality and Mary Cheney getting married. And, uh, you know, it was it was kind of a a little stinging. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. I, I actually, I guess, probably write happy-go-lucky posts more so than 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 stinging. Um, but when, when something when something catches, you know, catches me the right way, yeah. I, I just uh, just gotta kind of go out there with it. But um, yeah, you know, I, it was tough. I mean, I really like obviously to celebrate when the gays get married. Right. I mean, it's like, yay, another one. And, you know, let's let's go with this. And that one didn't quite no. sit right with me. For, you know, I, I, I couldn't celebrate the way yeah. that I normally do. So, um, you know, I mean, she worked so hard on, on – uh, was a, a, such an integral part on the 2004 campaign mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, which was the campaign that ultimately made marriage, uh, you know – gay marriage, if you will, uh, you know, such a such a wedge issue mm-hmm. and is the reason that a number of states, the highest number of states yet uh, in one election cycle uh, went, you know, and, and, and put um, uh, anti-LGBT legislation in their constitution uh, yeah, because, the because of that strategy. Yes. States in that one year. And before that, there were only five. So basically almost tripled the number of states in one year. Right. Thanks right. to Mary Cheney and her dad and their campaign to, you know, drive out the Republican voters. The the interesting thing, I was actually thinking about this today and kind of high profile, you know, we hear of high profile, you know, same sex marriages, you know, Ellen and Portia and, you know, um, Neil Patrick Harris and David. Do we, does anybody know his Bert, last Bertka? name? <laughs> Bertka, I think. Did they actually get married or are they engaged or something? I don't know that they've actually know. been married. But in the political world, Mary Cheney is like the only one that I could come up with as like a high profile person that has been that is married to their same sex partner. Well, and, and I up until Barney Frank gets married in a couple weeks. Right, right. And and, and I may <laughs> I, I need to think because I actually meant to in my article mention um, Candace Gingrich Jones, and I mm-hmm. and I am not sure if she and her partner are married or not. But you know, again, when you because people are like, well, but she loves her dad, and you know, of course she needed to do that. And while well, I understand that you know um, the, the the bad Gingrich guy yeah. there isn't, you know, Newt is not, um, you know, is not. Candace's dad, right. it is a family member, and yet she takes him on and debates him and, you know, stands up for who she is every step of the way. Now, again, there's a difference. Mary Cheney's dad, Dick Cheney, supports, you know, LGBT equality, has always supported uh, his daughter. Right. Other than the fact that he wouldn't stand up to President Bush. But right. Whatever. Yeah. But he has, in, in you know, to her face and, and in his way has supported you know his, his daughter whereas Newt Gingrich has not supported anything about the LGBT community right. and so you know Candace has taken a very strong stand there so it's it's an interesting dynamic where you know obviously one I would support greatly I mean if Candace has gotten married or gets married yep. and there's an announcement you know that's a very happy day but there was just something that didn't set quite right because she had specifically it seemed like worked to promote this strategy right and, uh, you know, and it was interesting to me that Virginia actually, I believe, um, passed one of the strong, I know it's passed one of the strongest laws, um, because it doesn't even recognize civil unions, right. any documentation at all, domestic partnerships. And I believe that that was 2006. So it wasn't okay. the same election cycle, but that's where, you know, she lives. Mm-hmm. So her, her strategy essentially yeah. is biting her in the ass because as soon as she goes and gets married in Washington, D.C., as soon as she, you know, crosses the state line, 
her, her, you know, I have a paper that's stronger than she has because right. I have a domestic partnership paper. So, and she's got, you know, nothing that's, that's at least worth anything in, in her home state. So. Right. Yeah. And it is interesting. I, I, you know, I have a couple Republican friends and, you know, and I, I just, bless and, their know, hearts. I know, bless their hearts. And, <laughs> you know, as I read last week that, that Go Proud had, had endorsed uh, Mitt Romney and the way that they try and spin it is just so interesting. I don't understand how you can vote for somebody who like at the core does not support who you are, support your family or, you know, is willing to do anything to make your, make your life better in terms of, you know, marriage equality or, you know, relationship recognition or that. Um, uh, How do you, well, they're in a unique position um, They're because when they've done interviews and they've tried to support this concept, they say, well, he says that, but he's going to flip-flop right. again. So they're essentially promoting the fact that Mitt Romney is a liar. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the best way for them yeah. to endorse a candidate is, is to you know really promote the fact that he's a flip-flopper and a liar and that they're yeah. banking on that to, yeah, <laughs> to come I mean, in. So – you know, we, we've seen Go Proud time and time again that they just want to endorse the, the Republican. Right. There, there is no wishy-washy. They will not work towards, you know, holding out and and really trying to make change in the Republican Party. Right. They they just want to be part of the Republican Party in yep. the current state that it is. And that's that's a problem. It is. And it it really seems counterproductive because – it doesn't hold anybody responsible. I mean, the fact that Mitt Romney and virtually every other uh, Republican presidential candidate signed the um, National Organization for Marriage pledge that they would work for a, you know, federal marriage amendment and, you know, reverse any marriage equality, you know, strides that we'd made. I don't see how they can look at that. You know, the fact that he'd signed that and think, oh, when he's in office, he'll actually change his mind. What makes I, I I mean I guess I just don't understand how they how they can kind of reconcile that but you know we're not we don't think in the same way <laughs> no <laughs> no so no. let's do a quick update on kind of where marriage equality is I know everybody's been playing paying a lot of attention to Prop Eight over the past almost what three years as it's kind of made its way through the courts um, most recently um, the ninth. Circuit Court of Appeals um, basically reaffirmed the panel of three's findings that that Prop 8 was unconstitutional. So that basically leaves the proponents of Prop 8 30 days to file with the Supreme Court. Is that right? That's time frame. Yeah, that's correct. Which basically now it's the end of the term at the Supreme Court. So we don't really have any, you know, we won't know anything about that until probably the fall, whether they're going to take it on um, or, you know, let the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals um, ruling stand, which I really doubt they will. I don't really see a scenario in which they won't hear that case. What do you think? Well, I, I think that they will hear a case. I don't know if that's the case I want them to hear. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some other cases coming up that have um, – that, that are a little bit more broad yeah. and that could open up marriage equality for – for more of us yeah. than um, than the California, I think the California case is the safest one for them to take yeah. because it essentially only allows 
you know, California, the, California to, 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 to get married where, and, and potentially it would allow for other states to sue if, um, if things were overturned in Maryland or yeah. up in Washington, up in Washington, yeah. um, because those are those would be similar circumstances. But the the difference in both of those things is nobody nobody has gotten married. Right. The, 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 it hasn't started yet. So even that is wishy washy as mm-hmm. to whether or not it would apply because they were they were kind of sort of granted the rights, but nobody was able to get the rights because there was a stay on it right. until after the election. So. Um, and wasn't that written into all the legislation? Like they basically, it was kind of a compromise or something like that, where they basically said, "We won't put the, we won't let this law go into effect until the opposition has an opportunity to put it on the ballot." I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the way it looks. I don't know. So that was a written, right. you know, uh, agreement between between both sides. Uh-huh. But but that certainly is is how it looks. Yeah. Um, is that that compromise was made? So, you know, I. I, I like I said, the Supreme Court has to take this up in in some form. Mm. I just don't know if that's the case um, that that I'm that I'm rooting for. I think it's the case that I mean it, it can win. It, yeah. it definitely can win, um, but it's the it's the most narrow case that that we have right now. And of course, the other ones aren't to that point, so we don't know how those are going to be narrowed down right. and, and rewritten either. But um, you know, we'll we'll see. Because there are a few DOMA cases, Defensive Marriage Act cases in the East, um, the one in Boston, um, and then also one in, was it New Hampshire or Vermont or something like that, um, that was recently, um, recently, you know, affirmed that the Defensive Marriage Act, at least the, the you know, definition of marriage and, you know, re- not giving um, rights and benefits to same-sex couples um, is that section two or section two, three or something like that? Three, yeah. yeah. Um, so there are a couple of cases working their way through the courts back there. I just don't think that they've made it as far, right. you know, to the appeals courts and that. Um, but at this point, you know, the, the wind is at our backs and, you know, uh, and I think you talk to anybody, even you talk to, you know, Maggie Gallagher and they will, you know, behind closed doors admit that marriage equality is just a matter of time. Um, I, would, I would love to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> I mean, she she just must be freaking out. You know, I'd love yeah. to see. Uh, you know, it's interesting though. I mean, are they are they getting more money? You know, are people are the real haters and backers of you know single man, one man, one right. woman marriage? You know, are are they really freaking out and donating even more? And so, I really don't think so. I mean, I don't see them being even as active. I mean, and you see. The things that they organize, and not only them, but you know the the million moms, and yeah, I mean these these organizations, the five that, moms. right? <laughs> the, <laughs> these organizations that you know try and talk for you know what they want people to believe is the majority, and they can't even you know get ten people to show no. up at a at a rally. No, or it's anything like, like I, that. you know they're just as relevant as Fred Phelps. Yeah. You know, Fred, Fred Phelps definitely gets people angry, but he doesn't get people out there anymore. Right. You know, I mean, I remember when I went to the Millennium Pride March, uh, the Millennium March on Washington in two thousand. Um, you know, it was kind of my first national march experience and, and, you know, I was walking and everybody was happy and everything was great. And then we came to this section where there was blocks of people with evil signs and really? spewing hate. And it was just blocks of them. And that was, you know, 12, 12 years ago. Right. And I'd never seen anything like that. And it really, you know, really took me back. And then I, you know, started research and, and it was like, who are these people? What the hell is going on? And now, you know, I mean, 
there's like three of right. them. Right, and you know, even, even at Pride <laughs> here in Phoenix, you right. know, it used to be that they'd have like a whole section, mm-hmm. you know, along the parade route where these people would stand with signs. And now there are like two of them. And yeah. it's the same guy that's standing on the corner in Tempe on Friday nights on Mill Avenue right. <laughs> that people right. like walk by and point and laugh at. You know, right. I mean, they're just so, they become so irrelevant. And I think that you see that in the poll numbers as well. You know, I mean, the a poll I saw a couple of days ago was marriage equality has over, 50, I think, about 54% um, approval right. um, across the country. Well, again, I think I think the president coming out for, you know, marriage equality, um, it was the right time. Mm-hmm. It was the right time because he did it first and then, and then you know, hit the immigration reform. Right. So people have something new to attack him about. <laughs> if they don't want, they can they can pick and choose. But it gave all the other organizations times to get their – their, their ducks in a row that are strong supporters, you know, of the of the Obama camp. So, mm-hmm. you know, the the first organization that comes to mind is the NAACP. Right. And so the NAACP, along with, you know, African-American religious leaders, really stepped forward and said, you know what, we support the president. We support his decision in this. And, and that's that's a big deal. Those those two groups um, coming out early for for this um, was great. And right. then. Uh, and then recently, the the Latino community mm-hmm. leaders just came out and just endorsed marriage equality as well, right. which um, which again is is huge. So between between that and you know support from them, and then you know President Obama with the immigration reform, you know I I think that the Latino community is is going to be okay, right. and, and we're not going to lose that base either. So. Um, you know, I I think that the timing was right, and and him moving those two groups forward on this is important. I mean, the the polling amongst the African American community alone has shown a huge pickup in you know in support of marriage equality. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are really reaching out and and hitting key demographics now that we need to move on this. Um, you know. So this this is this is a big deal. I was just on a call today um, with. Um, uh, Obama for America team, uh, and the uh, first lady was talking to LGBT organizers, and it was just so great to um, hear her speak so openly about uh, the support that she and the president have mm-hmm. for our community. They are proud uh, to be supporters of marriage equality. They are proud um, of the work that the president has done and that his administration has done to, you know, bring the LGBT community forward, uh, you know, and it's in its, you know, work for, for equality. And, you know, they realize that there's more work to be done, but they know that in this election, you know, President Obama is the one to do that work and to continue right. the work. And, you know, I think he's I think he's earned the right to show that he can get he can get stuff done and that he, you know, if we put him in, he will continue to do that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that all of the um, the work I mean, not only the work, but the visible support, especially through June as it is Gay Pride Month, you know, LGBT Pride Month. Um, there have been, you know, things out of the White House. There have been videos there. I mean, the Pentagon had their first, you know, kind of Pride Month um, ceremony the other day. Right. I mean, these are all things that are happening because uh, we have President Obama in the White House. That's right. Um, so I think that people need to remember that. Um, I, I saw an interesting poll. Um, just the other day, it was out of Michigan, <clears throat> where um, they they pulled independents and asked them how 
President Obama coming out for marriage equality affected kind of their their view of him. And that shockingly, 41% of people viewed it as a negative. Like, they, it made them less likely to vote for him as an independent, which you think of independence and, you know, that is kind of the core demographic of the hearts and minds that we need to change and the people that we need to get to. Um, but, you know, already to have kind of that view of him coming out for marriage equality um, just shows you how much work we have to do. Right. Only 16% of them said that it made them more likely to vote for him. So, you know, I mean, I think that being out and being visible, you know, especially at this time. Um, well, know, that also really tells important. me that that possibly a large amount don't care. Right. And you know what? I kind of like that. Right. Because, yeah. it, you know, I, I would love to get to a place where, um, you know, uh, the Oreo folks can put out a rainbow cookie yep. and nobody cares, <laughs> right? I mean, it is, you know, like, like why does, why does Mary Cheney even need an announcement that she's getting right. married, right? So when we get to that place and people just don't even care about it, it's a non-issue in an election yep. and it doesn't, it's not even something that people are looking at. That's what I want. I don't want to be a wedge issue anymore. I don't want to be a reason why people are, you know, are, are, are having to raise money to to fight us or right. back us or whatever, and and quite frankly, you know, I mean, we, we you know we don't align with Go Proud and things like that. But honestly, I would like for you know gay Americans to have two parties right. to look to, and 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 I would like for those parties to to fight for our vote because right now I don't feel like the Democrats have to fight for our vote. Right, right. They don't. I mean, we we choose how much money we give. We may give more money if somebody has really worked for us, yep. but. Ultimately, we're going to vote for them just because they're not going to hopefully, you know, right. really and there make was, evil laws. Yeah, and there was kind of a – I mean, for a, the first couple of years of President Obama's um, you know, term in office, there were a lot of people who were saying he's not doing enough. I'm not giving him any money until he starts doing more. And, you know, I mean, we got Don't Ask, Don't Tell repealed. He has – basically done everything in his power from an executive level to change policies, um, you know, in the different departments that he oversees, you know, that he has the control over. Um, so, you know, and up until he came out for marriage equality, there was a lot of there were a lot of people that were saying, you know, I'm not giving money to him until he comes out for marriage equality. Right. And that seemed to be like the defining, you know, item that he needed to come out for for people to actually get behind and, and support him. It's 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 amazing the short term memory that the community yeah. has. You know, it's like it's we're like, our own worst enemies. I, I know. Swear. It's it's like oh, it, it took ten years to get hate crimes. Well, we should only celebrate that for five minutes and then forget about it because you're exactly. not doing enough. So, um, you know, and and I and I agree. We have the problem is is that we had so much to get done, mm -hmm. and I think that our community disagreed with the order that, that things get done. Right. I'm okay with hate crimes getting done because I think that, you know, I mean, people need to, to be protected, right. right? I mean, we need our safety. And so that is, that is key. Um, I, I honestly would have preferred to see Enda over Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Yeah. But I think that Don't Ask, Don't Tell is a path to so much more um, because typically once, once the military grants rights, you know, when 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 they become civilians, then they're they're more apt to vote to right. keep those rights. And yep. also, you know, the 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 military, um, you know, as people get to see now these out vets and and things like that, you know, the they're 
the other service members in there are going to think about, you know, hey, you know what, this is not a big deal. I right. serve with people. You know, I, I bunked with people. This, you know, this is not an, an issue that they made it out to be. And, you know, that's changing hearts and minds a, a lot. So it's, but but for me, um, you know, I, I thought protecting all of workers right. um, through ENDA w- was better. So, uh, you know, and, and, and marriage equality can, can wait. So I still see, you know, marriage equality is is moving, not not in Congress, nothing's moving in Congress, right. but, uh, you know, I, I think that marriage equality is getting so much more attention, and yet people can still be fired for who they are at work. And right. so, um, you know, I'm, I'm eh. You know, so I, I think I think that's the problem is our community is so divided on the path and we need so many rights that that, you know, they, they just are like, well, it's not happening fast enough mm-hmm. because for some it's not what they wanted. It wasn't their priority. Well, for others, it, it was. But then they want the next thing, too. Right. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, kind of not only how, you know, like you said, we only celebrate a victory for a minute and a half, but, you know, how short sighted people are in terms of the progress that is being made and also how the progress that has been made compares to other progress that has been made for other communities. I mean, you, you think of, you know, other civil rights kind of battles and, you know, the, the civil rights act in the, in the 1960s. And that was, you know, how, what, 60, 70 years after slavery was abolished that, you know, there was some sort of, um, you know, actual civil rights act where people of color could, you know, are considered equal citizens, you know, how can you, you know, imagine that within 70 years that it took that to happen, that within three years of having a friendly president, we could make, you know, all of this progress and freedom to marry across the country and you right. know, workplace protections for everyone. And, right. It's like, oh, we have this. one person that's actually willing to say gay and right. suddenly, you know, yeah. rainbows should should yeah. hail down and everything should be, you know, perfect. And and yeah, I agree. And and the problem is, is, you know, I, I would love I would love for the president to do more things like he did on marriage equality. But but yet he has. I mean, he has said from the beginning, mm-hmm. I want a fully inclusive ENDA on yep. my desk. I want don't ask, don't tell repealed. So, you know, marriage was finally kind of the last thing for him to stand up and, and use that bully pulpit so much, you know, that, that people are always yep. saying for him to do. Um, so, I, you know, we, we have to give him a Congress that, that will do this as well. Exactly. And it, it's, it's important to stay focused on that. You know, I, I do think that President Obama has, has a, a really great shot to, to win in mm-hmm. November. But really, if he has the same makeup of, of Congress or worse, we lose the Senate. Right. It, it's not going to matter. Right. We're, we are not going to get anything done other than in the courts. Yep. Yeah. It's, and I mean, the prospect of losing the Senate, it should be terrifying to everybody. <laughs> not, not to mention the Supreme Court. Right. Although, eh, if, 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 yeah, if Obama isn't in and, and we have Supreme Court appointments, I right. mean, that's those, those two things right there, people. Exactly. Come on now. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy to think. I mean, and actually, I, re- I read an article today by Joan Walsh on, um, salon.com about, um, Scalia. And how he basically has given up any semblance of a neutral, you know, prudent jurist. You know, I mean, he, if you read his dissent to the immigration, um, you know, the immigration 
uh, decision that was made. He basically sounds like a Fox News host. <laughs> I mean, he ba- it, it basically sounds like, you know, Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh wrote that, you know, his dissent. And it, it, the fact that he just gives no semblance. I mean, he actually came out and said things against the president, which is basically unprecedented, right. you know, in a court decision from the Supreme Court. So just remember that, people, that we need to ensure that once Antonin Scalia decides either to hang up his robe or that decision is made for him, um, you know, by if you believe in God or, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> a higher power. <laughs> well, and there's, and there's a great resource. Um, there's a site called equalitygiving.org. And they have a ton of information about candidates, um, about organizations that you can give to or volunteer for. Um, but they make endorsements uh, and they, they really keep you up to date on what the scorecards are every, every um, congressional cycle so that you can see uh, you know, where certain bills are and, and they, they just do a great job, um, of, of updating the public on this. And so I, I highly recommend equalitygiving.org, um, you know, so that you can check on candidates in your local areas and, um, and, you know, donate or volunteer for them so that we can give President Obama, hopefully, a, uh, you know, a, a good Congress to work with. That would be delightful because, as we know, nothing is happening right now. And, yeah, I mean, it's very clear if you're paying attention that it's not only that nothing is happening, but they are the, you know, current Republican leadership is doing everything in their power to block any progress from happening and basically making the situation as bad as it can be so that people will, you know, maybe blame President Obama in November, you know, as opposed to actually paying attention to who was blocking the progress. So that looks like a great website. And I saw a meme today or whatever on, on Facebook that said, if, um, if Obama came out for oxygen, yeah. all the, all the Republicans would suffocate. And I'm like, well, can we try that? It's like, true, is that, right? is that an idea? Can we, you know, yeah. I support oxygen. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Everyone should use it. Exactly. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's so, a new campaign strategy, never before used. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. So let's talk a little bit about Arizona and kind of the political makeup. We just re- had all of our um, congressional districts redrawn. Um, we have an open Senate seat because John Kyle is not running for re-election. Thank Aww. the Lord. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> he miss- was always so friendly. Oh, Whenever we walked into his office, he his, was never there. Was never there, and his <laughs> staff would stand across the room and stare as if some like <laughs> aliens had just tried to invade their office. Oh. So uh, we have an open Senate seat, um, and not only that, but on the state level, um, you know, there's been a lot of redistricting. So, um, as you mentioned, on the Democratic side for the Senate, we have um, Dr. Richard Carmona. Did I say that right? Yes. Awesome. Um, he's the former surgeon, surgeon general um, running for the Senate. On the Republican side, we have Jeff Flake and Will Carden. 
kind of duking it out. How do you see that playing out? Well, I love the fact that Jeff Flake is having to spend money. I mean, he is really having to defend (laughs) himself. Uh, This guy has really, you know, uh, just tightened the screws on him. And and, uh, the AZ, you know, Dem Party has really kept the focus, you know, really on Flake and even and even almost highlighted the fact that Look what Cardin said, you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah. they're they're kind of acting a little bit in in, in Cardin's favor there. So you know, I, I'm excited. I, I think that I think that Flake will will still take it. Yeah. But I'm just excited that he's having to dip into his coffers, and um, you know, there, he's being exposed on a lot of things. And so you know, hopefully that will give Dr. Carmona's camp uh, an opportunity to see what sound bites are working yeah. and what's you know what's not working. The the problem that Dr. Carmona has is. Um, you know, he's, he's not well known. Right. And, um, he's got a very small staff. They're working extremely hard, but, um, you know, this is a statewide election and he's based out of Tucson. Mm -hmm. So Southern Arizona is, is fairly familiar with him, but, you know, we've, we haven't seen this. Um, I mean, Colby, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, was, was from Tucson and Southern Arizona and and that worked well. Uh, I mean, he was able to get elected, but it's, it's, it's rare that, um, you know, a statewide election goes for someone that is not in Maricopa County right. and not well known up here. So he has some work to do, and and I'm not seeing enough of that right now. Um, I would like to see more statewide. I would I would like to see more presence, mm-hmm. but um, you know he's he's working on it. Yeah, uh, Daniel Hernandez, uh, Daniel Hernandez Jr. is one of his. Uh, campaign uh, people. That's uh, Gabby Gabby Gifford's intern, right. former intern, um, and uh, you know we're we're in real uh, constant contact with him, and he is uh, working very hard. He's one of the key people on the team. He's currently overseeing, I believe, eight counties. Wow. Um, so it's it's quite a job that he's got, but uh, you know they're 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 doing what they can. Yeah, and it's hard, especially running a state running for statewide office, having never been elected to a a position before and also having to you know kind of develop that name recognition without the you know millions and millions of dollars that Will Cardin you know the other Republican candidate is basically pumping into his own campaign right. i mean he's basically self-funded right um which is why Jeff Flake is having to defend himself so much um well it's and it's but this is the election for an unknown yeah. i mean people are so sick of the lobbyist, right? Which we know that Jeff Flake was. Right. They're so sick of, you know, big money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the one percent, which right. is what Will Carden is. Right. And so, you know, Dr. Carmona has an amazing story. He, you know, didn't graduate high school, had to go back and get his GED. He went into the military. He was, you know, a major hero in the military, then went on to become a doctor, you know, was part of the of the the founding of the University Medical Center. Mm. All all sorts of stuff that is really good. Right. Really amazing um, from a story perspective that people can buy into. I mean, this is a, you know, almost like President Obama's story, right? This is a build yourself up. I am you. Let me go change things. So we need to work maybe on the message of the change things. We're done with that. (laughs) But, you know, he is he is the common man. I mean, he has that story. Mm. And so I'm, I'm hoping that in this election cycle, that will resonate. Yeah. And he also has been, I mean, historically rather independent. I mean, he was actually a registered independent um, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that especially in Arizona, you know, you to, in order, I mean, basically, Arizona is a third Republican, a third Democratic and a third That's right. independent. That's right. So, you know, if you can 
convince enough of those independents, you know, that he actually, you know, will go to Washington and represent Arizona as opposed to, right. you know, kind of the special interest in that. Um, right. He's then, the old John McCain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. you know, he's what he's what John yeah. McCain was 20 years ago with the independent thinking. And, yeah. you know, I would say, obviously, he's he's more, um, you know, socially progressive. I mean, he, yeah. he is for, um, you know, equality for LGBT Americans. Yeah. And uh, but but, you know, he he does. He, you know, he was Surgeon General under a Republican. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was so he and he's all so he was handpicked by Obama to run. Yeah. I mean, they wanted him in this race. They felt like he had the biggest um, boost for for what they needed. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping the president was right. And he's Latino. So, he is. You know, Isn't to, that uh, interesting? <laughs> he is. To huh. uh, you know, to, to be able to send a Latino to the Senate would be amazing. Being that. You know, I don't even know what the demographics of Arizona are at this point in terms of, you know, what the Latino community makes up. But it's a huge, you know, it's the largest minority population. And, um, you know, to be able to have that representation in D.C. would be amazing. So uh, District 1 is Ann Kirkpatrick. Yes. Right? Yeah. Our former uh, congresswoman. Who unfortunately lost in the Tea Party takeover of 2010. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's nice. And um, so she's running against – who's she running against? Patton. Oh, that's right. Jonathan Pay- Payday Loan Patton. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Of another Payday former Patton. lobbyist. Yes. Uh, so I think we're seeing a trend here. Yeah. She, she's polling well. Um, I'm, I'm very confident the redistricting was good for her. Yep. Um, and That's so, why Paul Gosar decided not to run against right, her Right, right. So Paul Gosar ran uh, far, far away from that district because he saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. And uh, she's she's got a great campaign going, uh, good messaging, good outreach. It's going really, really well. So I, I see good things for her in the future. That's great. And again, the Human Rights Campaign has endorsed her. Yes. So that's fantastic. Um, and CD2... What, that's yeah, two, that's the isn't that what is CD eight would Paul or uh, Ron Barber? Yes, isn't yes, isn't that yes. mostly what that is? So you have Matt Hines running, who's a state representative. Yes, um, and openly gay, and openly gay, and and Ron Barber, Ron who Barber. is of course Gabby Gifford's former. Um, District, yeah, district manager, manager yeah. and uh, you know was was handpicked by her to to yeah. take over, and 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 you know in the beginning he wasn't going to run in the fall, and then decided to, to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Matt Hines, while he backed out of the uh, special election, decided not to back out um, of the general. Of the general. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people question that yeah. um, because he's he's a young guy with a lot of time, mm-hmm. um, but you know. Well, and there so was a question now... to begin with as to if Ron Barber was going to run for the general. There was. And he has said that he's going to. Right. So. Right. And and, and he said that, you know, a few months ago. Yeah. And yet, you know, Matt has, has not. Well, and even the night of Ron down. Barber winning the special election, Matt said, congratulations, but I'm reaffirming my, right. you know, candidacy. Right. So, so you know, to, to to have Ron go through a primary again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, he didn't go through a primary in the first time, but but to go through a primary now, um, but you know, I'm I um, obviously both are great on LGBT yeah. issues. There's you know, Matt's openly gay. That's not an issue. Um, but 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 for me, uh, you know, if I had to pick one, I would personally uh, have to go with Ron Barber. Yeah, there's on this. the electability 
question, I think. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Matt has been elected to the state. Right. He, he's a representative, not a state senator, right? No, yeah, he's he? a representative, okay. yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think that, but, you know, we always question the primaries process you know i think it's always kind of easier to say okay people fall in line we will um just do a general not a primary well, I mean, what's, what's, what's gonna happen you know i mean is is gabby gonna show up again right because hello you know so i mean but 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 plus you have ron with the knowledge of the district yep. you know and and really the connections in the district not that matt doesn't I mean like he is a state representative but but Ron has the connections on a national level too. Yep. He he can continue Gabby's work. Um, not that I always agreed with Gabby's work, and yep. she was a little bit more blue dog than than, than I like. But um, you know, but I that's her military background. That is her military two, background. You know, the, the Tucson and it's her district. Too, yeah, it's her district yep. is is really independent, and so I get it. And yep. she was always good on our issues, and so you know, I'm good. I'm good. I would like to see him in. Yeah, that sound. Let's jump to nine. Like What's that? Let's jump to nine. <laughs> CD nine is probably like dun, one dun, of dun. the most watched primaries, I think, in the country, it seems like. It seems like everybody is talking about CD nine, where you have three um rather well known candidates on the Democratic side. You have Kirsten Cinema, um, David Shapiro Shapira, Shapira. Um and and Andre Andrew. Cherney. Um and this has basically, I mean, it's almost, you know, I mean, it, it, it's hard to say how it's going to shake out in November. But ultimately, the person that wins this primary has a pretty good shot based on the makeup of the district to be elected. That's correct. Yeah. The, the it's numbers, not a shoe in though. No, the numbers show, though, that, uh, I mean, Obama won the district. Yeah. Um, you, you know, there's been significant Democratic wins with the makeup of the district. So yeah. it, it really is, uh, you know, the Democrats to lose. Exactly. Some, something needs to really go wrong there, um, which it could, um, is because this, this primary is, could alienate a, a lot of independent voters. Absolutely. And, and then, you know, and then they're in trouble. So it's, it's a tough it's a tough call because they have to fight each other, and yet they're very similar um, in their views. Yes. So they they really have to have to get down into the nitty gritty yeah. there um, to to show their differences, um, and and you know that that really some sometimes that that nasty fighting that that can go on can can make um, you know for the general to be. A little hard to come back to center, yeah. and so so that's well, kind luckily of the thing. You know, it's in August, so you have you know right. three months basically, or two and a half months, because I think it's actually the end of August um, yeah. that the primary is. So, um, yeah. So, and you know, as we mentioned, HRC already endorsed Kirsten in that. Um, she and, is, and all three applied for HRC's endorsement. Uh-huh. Um, all three had um, you know good scorecards that that they turned in. Um, you know, but, but Kirsten, um, has done so much for our community right? and, and not just in her votes, um, but in, in, in every way right. she has raised money. She has stopped a marriage amendment. She's the only person in the country to lead that fight and, right. and to make that happen. And, uh, you know, the amount of money that she brought in for those things, uh, you know, as opposed to normally we just give money to the candidates, right? Exactly. But, but she actually raised money to, to help and to, to stop that fight. And so to, to say that, you know, well, as these guys would vote, right? These guys voted. Yep. So yay. And we appreciate that. And we want them to keep doing that. But, 
where was the leadership? Yeah. So that's what really set Kirsten apart is is her leadership for the LGBT community. Um, and yet it doesn't ever come back to bite her in, in an election. Mm-hmm. Um, and the district that she's running in is, is really um, LGBT friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tempe has, um, you know, domestic partnerships. And, and there's so there's there's a lot of good, you know, things there that, that's not going to going to come back to bite her. Um, however, one of the candidates uh, is trying to promote the fact that because she is openly bisexual and because she has been um, such a friend to the LGBT community, uh, therefore she is not electable. So he, so Andre Cherney is actually walking in to groups right after Kirsten has exited and said, now you know what? She's, she's gay. She's one of those bisexuals, and she can't be elected in this district, so you can't endorse her. You can't vote for her. Despite the fact that she's been elected six times in And the he last... has never been elected. That's exactly <laughs> correct. And despite the fact that you're supposed to be running on the fact that you support LGBT equality, right. which would mean that people should be judged on the merit of their job, not on their sexuality, and yet he walks into these <laughs> groups to promote that. Yeah. So he would be my last choice hmm. um, <laughs> in this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's uh, – David did a lot in the last election cycle uh, and got his name out there um, for the bullying. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, that was to me not a real strong leadership point. It was leadership in the sense that I'm running and so yeah. I, I need to try to get some endorsements here and uh, and, it, and it fell short. It was a little – you know, too little too late. Yeah. Well, and Kirsten has also taken – a leadership role nationally, mm-hmm. um, you know, not only uh, on being kind of a point person for LGBT, LGBT issues and the marriage issue, because she was able, I mean, she led the campaign against Prop 107 in, in 2006, um, which is the only marriage amendment to ever be defeated. Um, unfortunately, two years later, they came back and it just wasn't, you know, the right time or, you know, we weren't able to defeat it again. Um but also on healthcare reform. I mean, she was on the president's task force for healthcare reform. She traveled all across the country and, you know, kind of explained what healthcare reform actually means, um, as opposed to, you know, the death panels that we were hearing about. You know, she had, I believe, I think she said something over, over like 75 or 80 town halls across Arizona. That's right. Um, to discuss, um, the healthcare reform. So, She's not only incredibly, you know, adept to Arizona's issues and what's going on in Arizona, but I think that she actually has a grasp nationally, um, you know, from a leadership role as to, you know, what can happen um, because of that exposure that she's had. And I think that that'd be a huge asset. Absolutely. Yeah. No, her she she's she's already nationally known. She already has those um, those connections. She is a. Um, a fully endorsed Emily's List candidate, which mm-hmm. is the the group that um, endorses female candidates and really tries to help them. Um, and and it's very hard. You can get an endorsement, but to be fully endorsed by them means that that you you really uh, need to know your stuff and you need to have your ducks in a row. And and you know you really need to look electable for for what you're doing. And uh, that endorsement is is key for her. And it really shows the work that she's done. And, and the fact that she is ready to do this. In fact, her endorsement list is so, uh, is so long. Labor unions, yep. um, you know, equality organizations, um, but, but, you know, education, just every, everybody is coming on, on Team Kirsten. Yep. And it really is, 
um, good to see that that her work and, and leadership in so many areas is paying off. Her immigration work yep. um, has been key, and and you know those groups are coming on board as well. Um, you know, whereas as Cherney keeps getting tripped up, and and you know there's video out there all the time about. Uh, the most recent one is he's in the hot seat over Affordable Care Act because right. he came out and said, oh, I'm not for it right. because he was talking to a Tea Party organization. Exactly. So he's got a little bit of Mitt Romney in him. <laughs> we got a little bit of flip-flop. It's like, oh, which group am I talking to now? Yep. Okay, I'll give you what you want to hear. Yep. And there's a reason why he hasn't been elected before. He's run a couple of times and, you know, he just uh, – you know, people just can't buy into him because I don't yeah. think – I don't think that he's really – I don't think he's selling – Anything genuine. Yeah. Everything is just, well, what do you want to hear? Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, I like Andre on a personal level, um, but I have always kind of had that feeling of the kind of typical politician that will tell you what you want to hear. So, um, so yeah, and actually, I mean, Kirsten wrote a book a few years ago. I think it was called – I what was it called? Um it was something about kind of working to build coalitions, which is basically what she did um, as she passed or as she defeated Prop 107 um, and, you know, it unite and conquer. There you go. Um, so I think that, you know, and she's had to work for the past, how long has she been in the state legislature? Like 10 years or so, eight years or so? I, I believe, yeah. Um, the entire time with Republican leadership who has absolutely no interest in doing anything along her kind of political bend, you know, and she's found ways to get things done. Um, So, and I think that, you know, you see DC gridlocked and, you know, that, that, that would be definitely um, again, beneficial to, to have somebody in, in DC doing that. So, well, I heard her speak recently, and and she was, um, you know, talking a little bit about that, and it was, uh, you know, so refreshing to hear um, someone in the political realm discuss how, you know, she got things done because she didn't care if she got the credit for it, right? And you know, she was able to give political cover to people when they needed it, so mm-hmm. that Republicans could come on board. But she also, you know, if somebody was like, well. You know, I, I can't sponsor it if you're the if you're the lead person, right. and so she would find somebody else to be the lead, and and not take the full credit for it that that she maybe you know could have gotten otherwise, and that other people would look for. But what she wanted was the result, and yeah. that's what she got. She yep. got a lot of results while she was in the state legislature, and I and I agree. In this crazy state, that's tough to do. It is absolutely. Um, so, I think we've kind of given a a brief overview of uh, the elections coming up. And uh, something that is important to mention is, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, I think it's inconvenient to vote or, you know, they've registered, but they just can't make it on election day. Arizona has the permanent early voting list, which every election you automatically get a mail, a, a ballot by mail. So I think that it's important for everybody to sign up for that. You get the ballot in the mail. You can take your time to fill it out. And if you forget to mail it, you can drop it off at any of the polling locations on Election Day. So make sure your voice is heard because, honestly, every vote counts. I mean, as we saw, um, you know, I think the most searing image of every vote counting is 2000. But, um, you know, I mean, it seems like every election you hear a story where it comes down to, you know, a handful of votes. I mean, Al Franken in in, – Minnesota. And, you know, so I think it's very important that everybody, um, that everybody do that. So I want to end on 
kind of not such a happy note. Um, as we've all heard, um, the story from Friday night in Texas, um, where there was a lesbian couple, um, that was, that they were shot and basically left for dead in, in Portland, Texas. Um, Molly Judith Olgen and, uh, who actually passed away, she was 19 and, uh, and her girlfriend, Mary Christine, uh, Chapas, who's 18, who's, uh, in serious but stable condition. Um, they were found nine hours after being shot. And, um, you know, I, I think this gives us, you know, this all takes us back or this takes us all back to 1998, you know, when we heard about Matthew Shepard being left for dead in Wyoming. Um, and, to see from what I've seen, the community is coming together, which I think is incredibly important. And there are vigils being held all across the country. I know there's one tonight in San Francisco. Um, I know New York and DC are actually having them. How do we as a community address this? And also, you know, what do we, what can we do to protect these children? I mean, it's so hard to see you know, this beautiful 19-year-old girl who her life was ended because she was in the park with somebody that she loved. Well, and, and again, we, we don't know if this is um, a, a hate crime or not. We, yeah. we you know, the, the law enforcement is still is still trying to sort out all those details. And, and um, so, you know, ultimately we'll see. But it's, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's an answer. I mean, it's 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 about still acceptance. It's mm-hmm. about still getting, you know, to changing hearts and minds. My my concern is what does this send to the other teenagers, to the right. to the other people that, you know, are around that age? I have a um a person that I keep in contact with uh that just graduated from from high school and her very, very good friends who were older than her, they were in her twenties. Um, took their life earlier this year because they could not take the hate of the small town anymore. Yeah. Um, and so she saw this story and it brought back all of those memories. And, and her response was, you know, obviously anger. But she she was like, man, if I could find that person, you know, mm. I would put them in ICU. Right. And I'm like, you know, that's that's not the answer. Yeah. And, you know. I'm like, you know, unfortunately, your your friends, their story never got out and they never, you know, were able to change hearts and minds. But this is bringing a community together, just like you said, Nathan. And, you know, I, I think that that unfortunately, sometimes it takes a tragedy to wake up a community yeah. and, and something, you know, to really shake them. I mean, how many times do we walk around and people are like, what do you mean you could get fired? What do, right. you, what do you mean? People are so not in tune to what's going on. And so, you, you know, they it. Hopefully this will wake up not just that community, mm-hmm. but many communities as the story gets out. More news coverage needs to happen on this story. Yeah, and I I also worry that it will push kids back into the closet. I mean, right. you see such courage of these, you know, children coming out at such young ages. And, you know, I mean, at 13, 14, being able to actually live their lives as who they are. Right. And then to see something like this, I just can't help but imagine that that'd be terrifying. And to, you know, so I think that, you know, like you said, coming together as a community and, you know, being there for the kids that this, they could see this. I mean, they see themselves in these girls, you know, so, um, you know, I think that it's important we pay attention. Obviously, we celebrate the wins that we've been getting, but we can't forget that these things are still happening, you know, and, and. You know, 
I think that most importantly, we need to tell our story. We need to kind of beat back the hate uh, because the more people know who we are um, and, you know, see our faces when they, you know, hear about, a, you know, a lesbian couple being killed, um, you know, the, the less likely it is to, to actually be happening. So, Kathy, I really appreciate you being here. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I've missed you. I've missed you, too. <laughs> we'll have to do this more often. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll bring the beer again. Yay! <laughs> so, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, again, go to NathanOutloud.com. You can uh, download this uh, podcast on iTunes and check out all of the other great shows on QTalk America. And that will be it. I'm Nathan Trainer. Thank you, Kathy, again for being here. And remember, everybody, come out, be out, and live out loud.